Welcome back from the desk below. Now, this is a very special episode now because I've always been saying that producers provide the soundscape for the artists. Therefore, they should be acknowledged the same way as the artists now. Because you have to think about it. No artist ever went platinum with an acapella before. And plus, they provide the beautiful soundscape for the artists to spread the wholehearted stories to for us to enjoy for generations to generations. Now, this album right here, I thought I would reach out to all the producers from this magnificent album that just got released last week. And man, like I said, these four producers right here, man, man, they created something that will probably live on through generations through generations. And we also have to give them the same props as we do as we would this main artist about this main album. I would like welcome back to the show. That guy's been on a roll since the last time I seen him. I'd like to welcome back a guy, Cartoon Beats. Good, y'all. How y'all doing? Chilling, chilling, bro. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. All right, What's going now, on, fellas. Everything good? What's up, John? So we're out to do something. One day we'll be lit. All right, so yeah. Are we all going around. Are you yeah, going, we going around? I'm going to introduce everybody singly. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then also, I would like to introduce my guy, the germ. How you been, my guy? Chilling, bro. Chilling, bro. Shout out to Queens. Shout out to Banks. Shout out to all the producers that was involved. Shout out to V-Don. Yes, sir. Shout out to V-Don. And I also like to introduce my guy, George Getson. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, my guy. I love the name, by the way. We'll get to that after, though. And I also like to introduce my guy, Haz Illuminati. I'm pretty sure I just butchered you that, but I can fix it. You'll get you'll get used to it. So, Haz Almighty. But I'm grateful and blessed, man. And now, uh, welcome me back for this episode, man. My guy from Menu Melody, man. You've been showing up my love lately, man. Joining me for this special episode is my guy. Yo, what's going on, everybody? <clears throat> yo, I pro- yo, just jumping in and, and hearing the story, you know, I already tell this is a classic from the jump. You know, we're here for the music, we're here for the love, and this is gonna be a fun time discussing one of our one of our favorite legends, Lloyd Banks, and his latest project. And honestly, as as a journalist and as a fan, I want to thank each and every one of you for putting out something that gives me still something to listen to because it's very hard to have a project that you could just listen to straight up or even be excited for nowadays. There's a certain kind of artist that we look for. So I want to say thank you to each and one of you who are part of this project. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for your support, bro. Always. Always. Maybe that's a hard intro. I think you might have outdone mine, my guy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but everything I do is from love, and and honestly, man, I love this. So, salute to y'all. Real, real talk. I hate you. All right, man. I appreciate you guys' time joining me uh, on your evening. Now, I'd like to talk to you guys about each of your journey and how you guys got into producing. So, um, we'll go around the table at first. So, I'd like to start with the germ. Now, the very first time I ever heard of you was, uh, I think, in 2011 when you were on, like, the Cold Corner 2. And when I first see it, I think you produced the song Predator. And I always wanted to know, why the name The Germ? It just it just stands right out. Well, my government name is Jeremy. Everybody always called me Germ for short, so it just always stuck. So just The Germ. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really, no, ain't no, no special man. meaning to it, you know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> It's just a nickname that's just been with me all my life. Now, everybody remembers their very first placement within the career. I was wondering, uh, the very first time you got your first well-known uh, placement on an album or a well-known street album. Uh, the first record that I did was with um, was with Yayo, French Montana, and Max B. It was a record called Gang Life. It was from the SOD mixtape. So, like That was the first major one that I did. Oh, damn, you got Max B for your first. Damn, yo, yo, free to wave. You're all free to wave. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Max B, free to wave. Right. Now, now um, coming into like uh, your introduction to Lloyd Banks now too. Like, I was curious how you first got in touch with him for the Cold Corner too. Well, me and Banks were working before. Okay, uh, let's talk Cold about when you first, first got into work on him. Right. So, like, so like, like I was just telling you, like, um. 
that first record that I had was with Yeo. You know, Dopeshi's Dopeshi's my cousin actually. So shout out to my shout out to Dopeshi. And uh me and Doe were we were taking care of Yeo's recording and some of his production as well. So we um we made our way to banks and we were pretty much doing the same. So pretty much all all of the five and better series, um the Hunger for More Two, the Blue Friday series, lead everything that led into Cold Corner Two, me and Doe were taking care of. So you know, I was around. I was around Banks for like, like eight months to a year before I even gave him a beat. The first joint that I did with him was um, the record X Men, that single that he had put out. And then I don't know, like a lot of people don't don't know that I did Fly in the Wind with Jim Jones. I did that record as well. Mm. That's hard. Yeah, I know that. It's my yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I appreciate shout it. Capo, you appeared on the show. Yo, still Capo, you a good guy, man. Right, shout to Capo. So yeah, that's a, those are like those are the first couple of joints that I did before Cold Corner too, and that's how I got in. That's how I got in uh, contact with Banks. Now, like, did you have to like work up the encouragement to like give him? Because you said you were around him for like you know the first eight months. Like, I'm pretty sure, like you know, like you had to wait. It's like, man, I want to give him something, but like you know, like it's all about timing. So, like, did you have to like work it up to it? It's like, man, I think I'm gonna do something for him. Uh, like it was. It was more like me making sure I was in the right production space and then also like letting him get to know me. You know what I mean? Because I was just, I would record him here and there when I had to fill in for dough if we was at his crib recording him and shit like that. So like once once I had the, I felt like I had the right beat to give to him, then then it was smooth. It was like a no brainer. Plus dough gave me the cosign. He was like, yo, trust me, he's going to fuck with that one. And he did. That was the X-Men record. So I sent it to him. He hit me right back. Like, yo, I'm honest. The next day we pulled up to the crib, we recorded it. And then I think that same night or the next day we released it. So like, as I, I didn't have to like build up no courage or nothing, but it was, I just wanted to make sure that the production was right. And that, um, you know, like just that the beat was right. Okay. Now, how was it like, you know, extending, like, you know, continuing your extended relationship with him? Because Every time I look on his projects, you at least do a couple of beats. So how is it being like consistent, like you know, with that knowing that he knows who you after? Like, does he hit you up or do you just be consistent? Like, I'm gonna keep sending him stuff. Uh, it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Like we we're we've built a good relationship over the years. That's definitely the homie. And um, you know, if he hasn't heard from me in a while, he'd be like, What's up? Like, you gotta <laughs> send me a batch, you know what I'm saying? But like if um if I'm definitely in a zone if I'm, if I'm cooking and I know something's gonna fit him, then I'll send it his way. Or even if I just I just try and experiment with different ideas and different sounds, I'll definitely send it his way. Like I've definitely there's been a few beats that he's picked that I haven't. I never not that I didn't think that he would do them, but it was just like oh bird, alright cool bet. Let's see what you're gonna do with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because sometimes you just never know what they can gravitate to. Right, right. I think uh, pain and variety. Right. Uh, when I made that beat, I was like, I was. We were in the crib and we was listening to beats, and I was just like skipping through beats. And then he was like, "Hold up, what was that? Go back." Like it was like literally like like three seconds of the beat playing, and then he was like, "Hold up, go back to that one." So he played. So he ended up picking that shit, which I was actually kind of happy that he picked because I was like one of my favorite beats at the time. Now, now, like, even, like, with production now, too, like, I'm pretty sure you sent beats that, like, he recorded over and never came out now, too. Like, how how hard is it to know, like, you have, like, like unreleased songs of someone, but, like, only you can hear? Like, is it hard, like, not to be like, you know, let me go on IG Live and make this? I mean, like, I mean, like, I think that when you, when you have the relationship when you have the relationship with the artist and you have a mutual respect, you don't want to do anything to like tarnish that, tarnish your name, their name, your reputation or anything like that. So, you know, it's like, it's really, a, it's a mutual respecting. Like we've got records. Well, I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure you kind of got a lot of them. Crazy records, crazy features. Like, trust me, like a lot of like the, the, um, the original Gangsta Grills tape, that was supposed to be like more of like the down south type shit. Oh yeah, he's mentioned that. Yeah, and he scrapped it. You know, him. like I wish it would have came out because he was 
like it was fire it was really really fire like it was definitely um at that time just to be doing down south shit with a new york flavor because we wasn't really trying to do anything down south we was really like doing our own thing um that would have been like something special in my opinion to the to the for the town and for the sound you know i think it would have changed changed gears with a lot of things that were going on but you know like I was saying before, you know, I just think that it's a that it's a respect thing and it's professional. You know what I mean? Like you don't it, you just get, you'll get looked at some type of way. So it's not even worth it to do that. In yeah. my opinion, George Getson, man. Yo, I love the name, by the way. It's got, I just got to ask, is that your government name? <laughs> nah, my my <laughs> nah, my my first my first name is George. I came up with Jetson like from the cartoon. It was inspired by the cartoon. But um, I kind of wanted my name to be like. Like, I wanted it to mean, like, you know, the future. You know, in the cartoon, it's, you know, the Jetsons based on the future and everything. So I wanted to be the future of, you know, music and, you know, just creativity overall. So that's how I came up with my name. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, because the first time I, I seen Jetsons, like, I wonder if that's a play on the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> and I just spelled it with a G just to make it, you know, more more unique, more mean, you know. Yeah. Cause you want to like also stand out too. You just want to just straight rip off the name. It's like yeah, I'm just projecting. Yeah, no, I understand. Right, <laughs> exactly. So um, when I did my uh, research on you, like, cause you can only find so much on Discogs and RachelMusic.com. That's why I wish there was a site that actually showed every production, like even from mixtapes and everything. So I was curious. The first time I came across you, I remember this is when the G Unit reunion was happening, and I remember I was hyped up. Buck was back, you know, it was lit. No game. I don't know why Kid Kid was in the picture, but yeah, we'll talk about that after. But um, you actually did. They talked about Jesus, if I'm correct. Yeah, back in 2014. Yeah. Now was that yeah. your first time, like your interaction with like like somebody like the unit and thing? Yeah, that that was my first time. Like back then, I sent out like at least like 20 beats for banks, and then um when they finally reached back out to me um. They told me it was somebody from the label that told me that the whole unit hopped on the record. And I was like, oh, wow, because it was originally for Banks. So when they did that track and they um dropped it, I was just excited. I'm like, wow, this is like one of my favorite, you know, hip hop groups of all time, you know. So oh, yeah. it was definitely, you know, an honor to definitely, you know, have that record. And especially for them reuniting back then, too, it was dope. Now, like, did you produce, like, was that the only track that you did for the unit, or did you do, like, a couple of them? Because they did a lot of singles they never put out, like, actually, like, um, they did it now, but, like, before, they never put them out on stream until after, because it wasn't that big yet. Yeah, that, that song, it came out for, um, for promotional use. It wasn't on no streaming platforms or anything, so, um, for, for Banks, for Banks album, for the Pieces of My Pain album, this, like, my first, um, actual album placement. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, so... That was, that was really, I was really excited for that and, you know, just feel blessed for that. Well, even, like, like producing the intro track now, too, also sets the tone for the album now, too, because, like, it's going to take you, like, it's going to suck you right in from the start now, too. But, like, it's just something about that man's intro. Like, every intro, it's just like, yo, like, I loved Impact. I loved Ain't No Click. I loved, like... So with this one now, too, when you, like, actually sent it now, too, I was curious now, too, like, how did you get in touch with him? Like, did you, like, see, like, something on Twitter? Because, like, Cartoon shared an inspiring story on his last interview and how he got in touch. So I was curious on how did you land these two placements? Sorry, is it four placements? Um, I got I got two placements on the album. I produced um, Pieces of My Pain and I did movie scenes on the album. Okay, yeah. So how did you land those two placements? Yeah. Um, well, actually, um, last summer, I ran into Banks. I was um I was shopping somewhere and we ended up in the same spot. So when I seen him, I just you know I spoke to him, introduced myself. I'm like you know I did your record you know back in 2014 because we knew of each other but we never met. So when I seen him, you know I spoke to him and he was like oh yeah. So then and, you know we exchanged contacts and the rest is history from there. I just started sending beats and and we locked in. All right, okay. Now I also now too like um I also checked out your album Genius now too. Is that worth workplace? Is that your production company? Yeah, work life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about that. Um. Yeah, I, I recorded that album back in two thousand sixteen. Cause um, cause I, I I write I write music on the side. I you know I songwrite and um I make beats. I 
engineer, mix and master, and all that stuff. So it was an album that, that I did where um, a lot of people that was close to me said, like, yo, you should do your own solo album because I used to be, like, in a rap group, you know, back then. So, um, and I made all the beats and hopped on songs with people. So that was the first time I did, like, a solo project, like, just solely me, just, you know, my verses and all my beats and everything. So um, the reception was really good. Like, it's... um. <clears throat> It, it was well received and um one of my favorite projects that i did actually so yeah i never knew it was 2016 damn that age really good i got a friend yeah appreciate that thank you <laughs> anytime now uh, my guy fade so like i said so we'll introduce Haas and then uh we'll get into the album and you'll fade anything you want to ask right off me yo don't be afraid my guy um and then welcome in a guy for this guy, man. I'm sorry I butchered your name in the beginning, my guy. You're good. You're good. Uh, my guy got four placements on this, man. I like to introduce my guy. My guy, Hans. How you doing, my guy? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Just, uh, just working. You know what I mean? Just, just getting where I need to get to to, to reach my goal. So. All right, that's good. Now I was gonna say, can you guys pronounce your the full producer name for the fans to hear again? Yeah. So it's it Haas. Almadi. So Almadi is um, an Arabic name. So I was raised as a Muslim. So I kept the Almadi part. But my name, my full name is Hassan, but my family members call me Haas for short. So Haas Almadi just led to that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So how would y'all like have something like personal where you like your production names now too? So like, you know, Cartoon Loves Cartoons, Jerem Jeremy, George George. So it makes sense now too. And it's just like, it's kind of crazy, like the, the production that how everyone pr like produced for this album now too, came out magnificent now too. So I was curious now too. I, I try to do my research on you, but it's hard to find stuff about you, my guy. So I'm just going to get it out on this platform. Yo. What was your first big placement? Uh, first one was with um, Benny the Butcher. So he was doing a, um, a mixtape. And it's, uh, it was called like Hookah Rap Volume 3. So I was working with this artist. Um, Benny hit up this artist. He was like, yo, I, I fuck with you. So me and this artist, I gave him a beat. We worked together and we sent it to him and it got on a mixtape. So it was on that pitch and all that. And then I, I built a relationship with him. This is before he even got signed to Def Jam and all that other stuff. So um, then I got some other like mixtapes with his old crew, like Conway, but it's not there. It's not on, on, you know, on the platform. So, you know, it's like when they first were beginning to become what they are. Um, so yeah, that's what led to that. Um, but the first major is, is the one I have with um with me and Jared Swift with um the B BSF family. Okay. The same reach. Yeah, so that was the first one. Um so I did the loop, so I make my own loops and stuff, so I don't sample, but um so I, I, I hit JR and I was like, yo, I got a crazy like sample pack I'm gonna send to you. He's like, yo, throw it over and then he made that in like one week and he told me literally in two weeks, so we got a placement with, you know, B BSF. I was like, oh shit. So that led to that. So that was a good play. He helped me out with that on there. But the first like album placement is this right here with Lloyd Banks. Like this is the first like album placement. Not and even though BSF, they're gonna release an album um this year, so I won't be on their album as well because they released that song as a single, like St. Maurice. So I think it's coming out at the end of the year of 2023. Kind of crazy how it's come like full circle, like you produced for them like early on. Like, this was Benny like still with like trust back then because I know I remember he was with Spech for a bit, yeah. Like, I mean, he was he, I feel like he was more open minded to like new producers and stuff. I mean, obviously, he had his own click, but he was just like, yeah. Hey, I fuck with this guy. So, like, we just built a relationship from there, got our phone number. I started loading up with beats and stuff. So I mean, we have a relationship, but he has like a plan of, of what he wants to do on the albums and all this other stuff. But I got like at least two or three on uh, the BSF when the album come out. So like I'm locked in with a few of those people. Yeah, you know? hey, okay, yo, shout, yo, shout out to BSF, yo, free duff on y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like to get into this album now too. Uh, we'll go into like the how the songs are produced, and we're actually twenty you a question about this now too. Faye, like I said, don't be afraid to, like, you know, add off if anything I go in. So we're going to start with track one, Pieces of My Pain. Like I said before, man, when this guy does his intros, man, it's something that you can always just go back. It's like, this is going to set the tone for the album now, too. Being that this is his most personal album now, too. Uh, George, did you know, like, you were aiming for the intro track? Like, did you, like, I'm going to get the intro. 
And your uh, your mic is muted. Oh, yeah, my football, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, not 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 at all. I, I didn't expect it to be the intro track. Um I made I made that beat. I was just, you know, sitting there going through some sounds. I started playing the piano, the keys and everything. And I just felt like I'm like, I can hear banks all over this. And I said the tone like right away. As soon as I said the tone, he hit me back and he was like, Yo, say this for the album. I'm like, all right, say no more. But I didn't think it would be the intro. Oh, so you didn't tell you at first. Did you like you found out like everybody else, I'm guessing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was that feeling like knowing like, you know, because like pretty sure when they released the first track list and just showed the like the features, I was I was like, so where's the production credits, y'all? So and then he released it after y'all. So uh when you first seen that you made like the intro, like did you go did you go celebrate, you know, did you, did you smoke, you know, I'm just curious. Yeah, I was um I was actually out um I was I was driving somewhere and my phone just started blowing up like out of nowhere. Everybody's like, yo, George, yo, you you did the intro on Banks. I'm like, well, I did. And I went on I went on Instagram and I saw that everybody else. I'm like, oh shit, wow. I'm like, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's crazy. Because I know what beats that he, you know, used for the album. So when I knew it was the other record, I'm like, yeah, I know it's that beat, you know, for the intro. So I'm like, I can't wait to hear this. And man, I was blown away. <laughs> now with the two songs that you did on this uh album now too, like I always like to hear stories about like, you know, when a producer like you know how like uh Swiss produced like um I forget that's on the other like, Buster Ghost, but he produced that on a plane. Now when you made uh movie scores and pieces of my pain, were you in like a, an unusual setting? You know, maybe like in the car or were just in the studio? And I was just curious about something like that. Uh, I was I was in my house on the couch. It's probably like three, four in the morning, because that's like like the, the best time for me where I could sit up and just, you know, let my creativity just flow. It was one of those type of nights of sitting up real late and just making beats. And um, that was pretty much it. I was just sitting on my couch, TV off, lights low, <laughs> that type of thing. The creator hours, I like to call those hours, from 12 to 12 a.m., 6 a.m. Yeah, that's me. That's that's why I'm always up, definitely. <laughs> All right, Fred, you got anything to ask George, my guy? Is there a small, a small percentage in you that still wants to do solo music? that you want to take some time and really focus on your craft and dive it into yourself as an artist? Um, well, actually, um, like overall, I just like to create overall, you know what I'm saying? So like, as far as like production, like I, I, I'm more focused on that right now, just, you know, making beats. That's something that I always did, like, you know, from young. Then I started learning how to, you know, write songs like, you know, later on after that. So I actually started off DJing at first. I started off DJing, and then um, when I first started making beats, I had the um, the MPC 2000, but um, I didn't have any sound. So like, I used to like do stuff where like I took a microphone, knock on the door to make my kick. I'll clap my hand and record the clap and everything. And I made beats like that. So then when I finally got a computer, I started you know learning everything myself and just you know start crafting and putting stuff together. So I had I had more fun and more passion for producing and songwriting. It's just you know I would say it's secondary for me. But like when I did my first album, it was something that everybody always wanted to see me do. Being that you know I do you know I write, I make beats and all that stuff. So I did it and um you know it was well it was well received. But I definitely want to um be you know focused on production, like making beats. <clears throat> That's awesome, man, and and just the fact that you got to witness your success, um, as your track being the intro off the rip, kind of like how we did, you know that that's a big shocker, and that's a big, you know, congrats to you, man. Yo, I'm very proud that, you got that you know not many people are gonna be able to be like, I had an intro track to a bank song, or excuse me, I had an intro song to a bank's album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. No doubt, my. Now we got Hiles got like four joints on this man. He also got the uh, Red Alert with uh, Thirty Eight Special. And yeah, yo, but uh, the one that I keep going back to is yo Keys to Success. Yo, I yo I love that the flow, the just like the even the melody on the song now too. Like so, I was curious now too. Um, even with that, like so, when producers send beat packs, they usually set like the title, the name of the song. So when you made Onyx AMG. Was that the title of the beat that when you sent it to? Because like when I first seen that, I was like, "So where the hell's the Onyx feature?" 
No, it was definitely not the title. Me and him did not have the same title. I, I think the original title was like, uh, like De Destined to Be or something like that, like Destined for Truth or some cheesy name. But that's how I felt at the time. Um, but I made that beat when I was um, in Atlanta because um, I, I tend to go to, uh, there's a publisher company called Winter Circle Publishing. So I go to this studio and start cooking up there and stuff. And so I made that beat there and I was like, okay, I, I can hear him on this one, killing it. Um, so like I made the whole loop, the sound, the drums and all that. And then, um, yeah, I literally give him, I give him like, I don't know, like five beats a week, like just send five beats to him, five beats to him. And then whatever the tiles I make, it just based on how I feel at the moment. And then, you know, title the BPM and whatnot. But yeah, when I saw the Onyx AMG, cause I was like, what beat is that? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this beat. You know what I mean? So it was fire. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing feeling. Definitely amazing feeling, man. Now knowing that you have one of the songs on there with uh, one of the few guest parts now too, like did you know like Spash and Yayo were gonna appear on Red Alert? I had no idea. That that took me for a shock. Kind of like what Justin said. Like I was, I was, um, I was with my family. I was with my daughter, and um. My phone blowing up the same thing. Yo, Hoss, 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 yo, yo, yo. I'm like, I'm blowing up. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I see the track list. And everybody's like, yo, look at you. Look at the features. And I was like, it's crazy because I, I hit up 38 Special like two years ago. So now he he answered my DM after that album came out. It's funny because I didn't see it back then. But, um, yeah, I've been trying to work for the longest, so it just came like full circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yo, same thing, full circle. So it's just like. You know, what, if there's a closed door, there's always another one opening. That's how I see it. Just just keep pushing until, you know, it'll happen. And I'm big into manifestation, man. So, like, if I manifest something, it's always happening. Always happens for me. You know what I mean? I totally agree. Definitely agree. Like, but, I, so I have to ask this, too, because when I first seen the track, Red Alert, I'm like, there's going to be shots at the game on this, but when we listen to it, there's no shots at the game. Because, yeah, <laughs> we, we all know that history, though. <laughs> Did you see uh, when you see like the first like anyone think seen that when you seen like Red Alert or when you first seen the title? I, I mean that album was fire. Don't get me wrong, that game album that was, was fire. But it did correlate. It did correlate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you're not bugging. Last album, but yeah, what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh very inspiring story now too, because like I said, manifestation goes a long way now too. Um so you know, V-Don produced, you know, Cliff Hayner and, you know, the main single, 101 Razors. Yo, V-Don, if you see this, man, yo, uh, we appreciate you, man. Yo, I'm sorry you couldn't be here, though, but we're still going to give you your credit, my guy, yo, because you got the meth feature on there. Um, You know, the way you described it is you're just, you were very hungry. Um, And this kind of just came to a surprise. And again, I feel like, you know, there's a lot to learn about your background even before this placement. And it would just be dope to really dive into just learning a bit more of you as an artist. Um, as Lowe said earlier, um, he couldn't find much. Um, so same thing, like, and that's no disrespect. That's as respectful as I want to bring it. But right. um, it would be dope to learn about your, like, the real trajectory, even, like, before the Benny, um, you know, the Benny joints and working okay. with Spec. So I could break it down. Um uh, so I'll do like a bio of myself. So like my my dad was big into music and he was a rapper. And then um he knew a lot of like famous people at the time, but he kind of quit his career because of you know having kids and whatnot. So when I was like 16, I want to th think my pops bought a um Rolling Phantom X8. And he was like, figure out what to do with this. So I like I fell in love with the whole, you know, drum pads, the keys, like playing around with it. And then um, my dad was big into like, you know, Primo, you know, Rakim. So whatever he listened to, I listened to. So I try to emulate those guys. And so I was doing that like, damn, for like three years. I mastered that keyboard. I still have it to this day. I mastered that keyboard. Um, then after that, I was like, let me get into some, you know, beat battle, like producer showcases. So I went to like three. Um, but the biggest one was the I standard one. They used to have that back in the day. Um, and, um, I went, it was, it was in New York. So I went over there. I was the only one from Connecticut. By the way, I'm from Connecticut. So, um, New Haven over there. Um, everybody from New York, Long Island, you name it. They, they, they all bigging up. Like, you know, everybody got there, everybody crowding up 
Um, but I won. I won that shit. They're like, yo, I never heard somebody from Connecticut that 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 sounds like they got that New York boom bap type sound. And like the judges, like one of my favorite dudes is Ill Mind. He happened to be a guest judge appearance on there, and he gave me like a a big salute, a lot of advice. And he was like, just keep doing your thing, you know what I mean? Don't give up, blah blah blah. Um, so I kept that in mind, and then um, yeah, I started doing other showcases like in Atlanta and stuff like that. Um, just trying to like build relationships, you know what I mean? Like get to know people. But as a producer, you're kind of like you want to be in the in the background, the shadows. That's how I used to be back in the day. You don't really want to show your face in front of the camera. So you know, like every every other producer, you just cooking up and then try to send it off. So um, once I got to that point, I was like. I got an invitation from Winter Circle for a producer showcase too. So I went over there and they like taught me everything about the music business, you know, how to promote, how to brand yourself, how to get your face seen, you know, again, having a face card, a calling card, um, told me the whole thing. So that like rewrapped my whole mind around, you know what I mean? So then I, I was like, you know what, let me just show videos of myself making beats. So I literally do like an ad, on IG and show myself making beats, boom, bad, wherever it is, Neo Soul. And then it started going through the roof. And then um, basically the, the way I got that play with Lloyd Banks, um, Dope Pesci hit me up. He was like, bro, your videos is crazy. Those beats is like nuts, bro, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's no way it's Dope Pesci. There's no way it's him, bro. So I'm checking. I'm like, oh, it is him. Oh, snap. So I'm like, yo, I appreciate it. He's like, yo, I can hear you. Like, I can hear Banks on your shit. So he was like, just load me up. So I loaded him up. And then, like, he sent me, like, a um, like a screenshot of, like, because when you send a beat, it'll show, like, the name of the song, the BPM, and then the name of the producer. So he sent it to Banks, and Banks was like, yo, this shit's out on earth. What happened to you, dog? Like, this is crazy. It's nah, nah. It's this, this dude named Haas, bro. Like, he's crazy. So after that was over, like, I I, um, I hit up Banks. I DM him, and he didn't hit me up in, like, until, like, a week. And he was like, yo, we got to lock in. Let's make history this and the third. And I was he said, load me up. That's all I kept doing, just loading, 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 loading until it happened. You know what I mean? Like consistency, man, just consistency and and branding is what got me there, period. Like if I just didn't show myself and it was just a picture of me eating spaghetti, making beats, like it, it, he wanted to me, you know, serious. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's all about branding and showing your face. So that's what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? That's what's up, Haas. I appreciate that. I always love to get an insight of a producer because they're definitely, well, not they, yourself and all everybody else, but you're the curator. So it's kind of cool to get inside the mind and just, you know, know the backstory, um, especially with beats. You know what I mean? Because um, if you're if you're a producer who's making a certain kind of sound, like, you know, sometimes for some producers, it's hard to break out that box kind of thing. So, I mean, it's cool that you started at a very young age, which means you got to really, really mess around with things. You really got to develop that sound, and now you can see it, you know? And I'm glad, uh, as I said before to the other fellas, you know, congrats on this placement. Well, your mul multiple placements, and th this is only a launching pad because it seems like you're just consistently growing everything is just step by step so salute man appreciate it now, now before we get into i was just thinking about this here i'm like we got cartoon got most of the production so we're gonna save you for last <laughs> so, uh, so, yo the chair man like man i really wanted to get you on here man because like no offense to everybody else here i love all the songs now too we just sometimes when you hear a certain production and a song it hits you like because i don't have kids but like I said, I do know the significance of Daddy's Little Girl. But for somebody who doesn't have kids, so when I heard showers, man, like, I ain't gonna lie, man, like, I almost shed a tear because, like, we never got, like, such a personal Banks album before now, too. Like, knowing your history with Banks, Jerem, now, too, like, how was it having, like, the one standout track on this album that, that would mean a lot to like you know people like me and other people out there like who could actually feel like those lyrics hard and it just the soundscape it just like it's like you made that exactly for that like moment so i was curious like how was that ah it was it was dope um you know i've been doing like the boom bap thing for a long time and like I'm not I'm never gonna like move away from it, but you know, I, I definitely try to move towards the 
emotional, thought-provoking, just emotional-driven stuff uh, in these in these days. So you know, I'm just trying to get outside the box with a lot of with a lot of production. But um, yeah, well, like when I when I first made that, I, I sent it to Banks, and I was just like, it just felt right because you know, working with him over the years, I just love when he does soulful records. Yeah. He hasn't done one of those in a little while, so. When I sent it to him, he was like, "Oh no, nah, we got to hold off on this one because this is special." Like we weren't even necessarily sure that it was on go on this tape. We was thinking about maybe about holding it, um, holding off on it, because um, we had a couple other records that were possibly going to go on this one. But um, but yeah, like if you could, like you know, I've said this in uh, interviews a couple of times, but you know, like my aim is never really to have you nod in your head. Like I think that we could all whether it's a break beat or just creating your own loop, like like getting somebody to nod the head is the easy part, like feeling it in your chest and like giving people the chills. Like that's what I really aim for. Like really something that you're going to remember. Like I, I really aim on creating moments with my production. So I'm actually, I'm actually glad that, that the record ends up being like a standout record and I'm proud of it. And I think, I think Banks for even like for using that joint. Cause like I could, I I could hear it on him. I would want to hear it on, on him. But like you said, like we don't get a lot of those records. And even with with Banks and a lot of artists that I that I work with, I'm always pushing for them to like go deeper than what we know because you know that's what people want to relate to. You know what I mean? You know, like they want to be able to know that oh, I could see this. I um, it's good to know this person has depth to them. You know what I mean? Not just like we on fire, hands up. Like we actually get more insight of like who that person actually is. But mm. it's rare we get something like that now too. Because like I don't know what's worth artists like. Like like I understand everybody wants a like a private life now too. But like having like a most personal album like this can really help a lot of people who grew up with like them throughout the years. Because I'm pretty sure we all grew up with like the shady aftermath G unit. Like you know that was like our generation second death row. I I say it all the right. time. Right, right, right. So with like showers now too, like I was curious now too, because sometimes when an artist sends, obviously when a producer sends an artist production, they'll hold off on it, like you said. So like, were, did you initially send this like during Cody 1, 2, or did you send this for like particularly like the third install? Um, It was after Cody 2. Um, I just don't remember when. I, I know we had the record for a little while. It might have been like maybe like three months, two months, something like that before, before the release. But, um, but like I said, like, I did, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it was going to go on here. Yeah. So, you know, like, so did they send it back so you can actually hear it? Or like, did you hear it like with the rest of the album now too? Cause I'm not a producer. I don't know how it works. Um, yeah, he'll send, he'll send me records sometimes. Sometimes I won't get anything and then I'll like pull up on him in the studio or like if we end up linking anywhere else, he'll like play me some shit. So, you know, it depends. But most of the time, most of the time I'll, I'll try to put pressure on him. Like, yo, send me that joint, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, bro. Like I waited long enough. What's going on? I got to hear this. <laughs> so, what was your reaction when you heard your standout track shows on? when you first heard it like before anyway i was like i was excited man i was excited that again like that he that he was going deeper with um with the storytelling just like letting people inside to his life and his thought process you know i was having this conversation with somebody the other day where um you know it's one of my homies he's a banks friend a banks fan and uh you know he's younger than me, so like I don't know what what grade he said he was in when uh, Banks came out. Anyway, he was young, and uh, he said to be able to listen to Banks now to hear records like Showers and and Daddy's Little Girl, to to like just go through the growth with him. Like he was like, yo, I don't even have kids, and I shed tears for those records because, like, just to like hear where this nigga what he grew into like i felt like i grew with him you know what i mean so like i feel like those type of records especially to his core fans are gonna like be standout records because like it's like it's like your homie really you know what i mean you 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 get to see your homie like break out of his shell 
be a real individual, talk about real shit. You know what I mean? Not a lot of a lot of artists do that. Very true. Because like, like I always like to say, like I really wish an, an artist would have an album like Royce Five Nines Book of Ride, where you get so in depth with it. Like, can you just like that's what I wish at least one artist in a discography have at least one album like that. It doesn't have to be the debut, but at least one. That's what I think where we got with like pieces of my pain. So yo, once again, the Jeremy yo. All right, thank you for that record, man. That real music. Uh, oh, much love, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, man, Faye, you anything you want to ask the Jeremy? It's just amazing that you have a producer that is specifically looking to bring out the best out of an artist and try to get the most creative side from them. So it's just it's really interesting to hear that uh, you challenge artists that you work with to dig deeper and to really have a meaning and in hip-hop you really have to have a balance because you got to be very careful with with trying to be thought-provoking because mm-hmm. you get labeled as somebody that's that's trying to make certain kind of let's just say it that that self-destruction kind of kind of music you know we are mm-hmm. the world let's end drugs on the streets kind of music mm-hmm. but um you know, I think you have a great balance with how you do it. You know what I mean? And I um, rappers, rappers are lucky to have producers like you out there, man. So congratulations on, on all your success coming forward because I see it coming for you, man. And uh, you mentioned breaking out the box. You know, those two things right there, being thought provocative and wanting to break out boxes you're gonna you're you're gonna reach some heights that not even yourself could see right now. Right, right. Much respect, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, my guy, cartoon man. This guy got like ever since the first time I heard of this gentleman, man. I had to reach out last year. I was like, yo, you gotta come in here, and I gotta know more about you. So ever since then, man, you know, I got to know more of him. And just to see his growth as a producer now, too. Like, you know, if you guys want to know his real in-depth story and how Lex Luger produced him, go back and run those episodes, uh, those numbers up. But cartoon, man. So, man, you know, I got to ask you, you got seven beats on this album again, man. You're like the, you're like the Dr. Dre with Banks right now, man. So I got to ask you, um, with this album now, too, being out now, being the third installment of Cody, did you know it was going to be like a very personal album for him when you sent these production beats to him? Um, I didn't know. Um, I know he was working on a more personal album. I didn't know it was going to be Cody. Um, he actually ended up kind of com- like he he told me he's working on like a personal album. Um, he said this a, a while. This was like almost right after Cody too, but he wasn't saying that. Um, he was going to release like a Cody three or the album. He was just like, I got like records that, you know, um, that I want to make more personal. I know there was some that, you know, he had already or ideas he had already. Um, but he said, it's like, um, he, he said pieces of my pain at this point. I didn't know it was like Cody. So I was just like, if that's the next thing that he's working on, that's what I'll start, you know, gearing my production towards and sending. So um, that's when I kind of switched up. Because I, I send him a lot of stuff, you know, I, I send like your typical grimy type of beats and things like that. So I started sending him more like, you know, kind of like thought like soul pain type of beats. Um, and, I, and I just kind of got on a, a roll with that. Um, so it did help that he gave, um, you know, some direction because, you know, he could like um, Jeremy could probably tell you, I don't know, like he and Jeremy has a different relationship. He's known him longer. Sometimes it could be vague, but that's not even just with him. That's with other artists because they're not sure what direction they want to go in yet. So, um, like, I like to try to ask, like, oh, what do you like? You know, so what's your next project going to be like? Is it going to be like, you know, you want mostly grimy? I always try to ask before I send if, if they don't, you know, if they don't really let me know, then I'll just kind of send and try to send a variety. But, you know, um, it helps to kind of have an idea of, you know, what they're working towards. So you can kind of put yourself in that creative space, too. Well, it's very understandable now, too, because it gives you, like, you know, the sense of direction of what to send now. And also, it sets the mood now, too. So Because, like, we always wanted something like this personal album where he actually goes in depth to his life now, too. And, like, like the song, like, I notice his voices, Invincible. We'll get to the very special one in a minute, though. But when you hear, like, sounds like 
voices invincible like now too like those are records that can bring somebody to tears like it's like how music should be made so when you actually hear these records now too like like does it hit you the same way as it hits, hits other people now too when you hear it for the first time definitely um it's like a i don't know it's it's a crazy tie right now between actually daddy's little girl and and voices like but voices is, is my favorite um it's like one like that's that's what um that's like one of my favorite kind of like pain beats i made but i think like as time goes on if you listen to voices and everything that he's saying and like the meaning of it i think it's really going to resonate with people like what he's talking about and exactly how personal you know that record really is you know because he um and that's why he's like one of my favorite like rappers because you could go back and listen to like one line he said and you could find like three different ways that he meant it and what he was trying to say um so for me like voices um was my favorite and like yeah when i heard that too like that you know like that made like that brings out like emotions too or like when you really listen to what like he's talking about because there's this points in a song where everybody can relate in their own way and it might not be the same situations but they find situations that are similar that bring them to that moment and that's what makes like kind of like what jeremy was saying that's what makes music powerful and that's always the kind of music that i wanted to personally make you know like i um i love like you know i could do like um like the boom bap the the grimy and stuff but the music that people listen to like on their worst day or to help them get through stuff like i always wanted to be a part of that because that's the music that i remember you know the most as a listener myself so that's that, like that's the perspective that i have um when we're making stuff like that now, like, with, like, so does everybody here have kids? I was just curious before we get into this sorry. Yeah, I got two, a boy and a girl. Mm. All right. Yeah, so got a little man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a father as well. Yep. Right. I got him. Man, I'm the only one here without kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, for the, like, with this album now too now too like we all know the relationship with your child now too is something very very important now too and if their parent is an artist within this industry now too it's very rare we get something dead because they're like i'd like to dedicate this album to my baby girl but to get an actual song dedicated to something so personal that because like we never seen banks with kids before we're used to just him seeing like you know him by himself or you know with the girls but as you grow older you start having different morals in life and when he has kids like this one blew me away it kind of gave me eminem mocking vibe uh mockingbird vibes because how he dedicated that to his daughter and i remember he was saying he wanted a hit but not something like a like a club hit he wanted something that was very heartfelt so cartoon like knowing how you have a baby girl now too what was your reaction when you made this uh, and what was your reaction when you got it back oh when i made it um i think the beat title was called speak was crazy it was called i named it speak my peace but um like when i made the record i just i made it to where like when I make beats, I kind of in like, I don't rap or nothing like that, but like in my head, I guess in a sense, I kind of rap and I kind of envision how I would like, if I was a rapper, how I would make, um, how I would make this song sound. It helps me to be like more creative with my names. Um, so when I made that, I, I named it like Speak My Peace and it gave me the vibe of like, you know, somebody talking about like, um, like kind of like either something like triumphant, like getting through something, but that was the um that was the vibe I got uh, when I made it. Now when I heard it, um, it caught it caught it definitely caught me off guard. Like um, especially and the, like the, the way that he progressed, like the album too, where it was like at the beginning it's a little bit more gritty and grimy, and then at the end it's just like you know the emotional punches and and that was like that was one of the ones like right in the middle. Where it was like, um, like when I first heard it, like I was like just blown away because, um, again, you know, like you said, like some people they make songs where you know they dedicate it um, 
they might try to dedicate it to their daughter or things like that. Or, or some people are just more personal in general on social media. So you get to see that side. But um, even with like, you know, the theme of the whole second half of this album, even with like showers, like he talks about, you know, like a lot of stuff too. Um, the fact that one for me, because I've grew up listening to Banks, just to hear him, you know, get that personal and, um, and then to make the record about like, you know, like his daughter, it was crazy. And just listening to what he was saying, like you can tell by listening to that, like the lyrics, it wasn't like, it wasn't like generic. Like that was like, it was like, you know, it was real because, you know, a lot of people can say like, I'm gonna write a song about, you know, like my daughter, you can make it generic, but from everything that he was saying, it sounded like real. And I guess, it, you know, it hit me too, because obviously, you know, I have, I have a, a two-year-old daughter myself and I could just like relate to it and like, like my like my eyes was watering and everything. Like I had to like pause it, take a second. <laughs> then I had to I had to start it over. Um but it was um but it was crazy. And I, I honestly it meant it meant a lot to me because one, because I have a daughter, but also because like I knew the record would be powerful because it's coming from Lloyd Banks. It's not coming from somebody that's like like every now and then making you kind of like super lovey-dovey cheesy yeah. record like he's you know he's a he's a um he's kind of closed off and a lot of his music is like grimy and gritty so to hear him you know you know to um to sound like that like on the record it was like um it was it was it was a, a good moment i think you know for the album and i think it just like hip-hop in general and i think when people look back at um you know the album as a whole like the whole, the whole um you know, from him kind of starting it off, just proving that he could rap to getting like more personal and emotional records. I think that we're all a part of something like like very, very special that I think that we probably don't even realize and get grasped right now. But as time goes on, like we'll we all will, um, you know, be a part of something great. And we already are. Yeah, because like, man, because like it's like what you said, like we just we just sometimes never get that side. And like, cause like, like I said, he's a Barry Matish, uh, Barry Smith, sorry. So like, we, we don't expect that type of thing. But even like with the intro, deceitful intentions now too. One thing that I like about how artists like give you like features for guest production, like, bro, like this guy got Co Omega. Like, like that's Queens get the money right there. So like, and plus the outro too, is also, I noticed too, on an artist album, the the outro always sets the tone of how it's gonna go out, and it's usually like the most like quotable lyrics within that last song. I noticed. So when you got the mega feature, like, did you know Mega was gonna be on this? I actually did, cause um, I have I have my own relationship with Mega, um, so, um, uh, cause I like I got in touch with him. I think it was a little bit after Cody too. Cause he was giving it like such high praise and stuff. And I think he realized that I produced some, so I reached out to him. Um, but when Banks sent him like the record, he did the record. Um, he recorded his verse and Omega was super hyped. He was like, yo, I love this record. This is a dope record. And he ended up sending it to me. And then um, that's when I heard it. Um, so like he, I only heard um, the first verse from Banks and then Omega's verse. And then afterwards, Banks added like a third verse. So when I listened to the album, hearing Banks' second verse was my first time um, hearing it. But um, it was, I thought it was dope to get the mega feature because he was somebody that I was already like reaching out to to try to work with. And then, you know, it was like a, you know, a full circle moment um, that it was one of my records that he sent to, to Mega for that feature. So, so I thought that was definitely dope. With you guys, I mean, there's some questions for everybody now, too. With this album being out for a week now, too, do you guys like? Are you guys gonna get this album on vinyl and frame it? Like you got or like, like cause this is what I always I'm curious about producers. When an album comes out and it's from an artist you really respect, are you gonna go and get like the CD or like the vinyl and like put it up on your wall? Just be like, you know, I was a part of something like this. This is that's for all y'all to answer. Um. I'm leaving. I'm leaving my bad car too. My bad. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving room on the wall for the plaque because I know cartoon. Cartoon is it a couple times. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, cartoon. I just want to say that. Nah, I was gonna say all of y'all. 
clear some room because you go <laughs> you go want that plaque too. But um, I did it for Cody one. I ordered the vinyl. I don't remember if I ordered for Cody two. Uh, for Cody three, for this one, I think I might order the vinyl and just keep it. Just might be something like you never open. But um, again, I think it's easy. I noticed that's easy as a producer, especially like all of us. Um, to kind of you get caught up in working and just figuring out like the next move, and then it doesn't it doesn't really register like that like what you're a part of probably until like later. And I know it's at least like that with me. It's just kind of like all right, bet like I got these placements. All right, you know this is dope. Hope it does well. Got to keep it going. But you know, as time goes on and it's kind of like other people kind of bring you to that realization, like yo, y'all just like that's Lloyd Banks and y'all just did like a crazy album for him that you know there's even some people saying it's like his best album so you know i gotta remind myself i'm gonna remind the other producers here that you know you know celebrate yourself you know um and and it is it's a big accomplishment and it is special especially you know like germ knows for like his core fan base you know his fan base is crazy first of all (laughs) but you know for them to you know feel the way that they feel about the album it is special so you know um if, if you get like get a vinyl, keep it just for you one day, you know, this is, you know, this is going to be like history and you're, and you're a part of it, you know? Um, and also like Jerem said, um, you know, keep some, keep some wall space for a plaque because all that stuff is important. I learned um, early on when I first started that you don't know how long any type of success on any level is going to, is going to last. So you celebrate it while you have it, you know? I know I've heard of like producers that they'll get like a plaque or something. They'll be like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to get it or I'm not too worried about it. But especially how fast the industry is growing, there's new producers every day. You accomplish something, um, you know, celebrate it and, and treat it as important as it really is. You might not realize how important as it, you might not realize how important it is, but it's definitely important. So that's my, you know, that's my advice to all y'all get, Get yourself a little vinyl and, and definitely get that plaque when that comes to. <laughs> I, I would say for me, definitely. Who's talking? The Justin? I think he was just agreeing. Oh, you're agreeing? Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to say too, like, it's the same thing. Like, it, didn't, it, it still hasn't hit me yet. So, like, I'm already like, all right, what's my next move? My next move. And it's like, my, my, my wife is like, you need to have gratitude, be happy. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy the moment, like bask in it, like really just analyze what you just did. You know what I mean? So, cause I'm always like going, going, going. And like the same thing, I'm waiting for the billboard plateau to put on my wall because like I manage on the winner's circle. So all these guys got number one billboard plaques. So my manager is like, you know what? You need, you need to get a number one, you need to get a number one. I'm like, I don't care what the number is. You know, that that's a, that's a level where it's, it's a global thing. That's a global accomplishment. Not everyone can get that, regardless of what number it is, 99, 200, whatever it is. Like, not everyone has that. Just the fact you're in there, that's 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 beyond the music business. That's that's pro level. You know what I mean? So, like, I have gratitude for wherever I'm at and whatever happens in my future. You know what I'm saying? So, but I definitely agree with you, Cartoon, and on Journey 2. You know what I mean? Joe. Georgia and uh, Jay, any anything you guys want to add on? Yeah, I'm. I got I got my space on my wall already. I'm waiting. Just waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's this my baby right here. Like I said, it's my, it's my first big one. So you know, I'm I'm you know I'm excited. I'm just excited for you know more than me being in store. You know what I'm saying? Um, no doubt. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I agree with Cartoon was saying. I definitely. I didn't. Uh, I haven't got the vinyl for. Cody too, so I plan on getting that one, and I'm gonna get the vinyl for this one. But uh, but yeah, no, I think this one's real special. I think a plaque is definitely on the way, and um, we'll see, we'll see what what's more to come. There's definitely gonna be more, so I'm looking forward to just just keep banging, just keep banging them out, and just keep and get keep getting more of these records and more plaques. Now, you said more plaques. Have you already got a wall full of plaques, Jim? Uh, I got a few plaques. <laughs> I got a few plaques. Yeah, man, I got a, I got a plaque from the first Cody. I got a plaque with Davies, and uh, what else? Do I got a plaque for. Nah, I think that's it. I think those are the only two plaques that I got. 
Third one on the way, man. Third one on the way. That's it. And you got to order yours for um for Cody too. Facts. I don't even know we can get a plaque for the Cody too. Yeah, I got, got one. For- you got what? <laughs> yeah. Say less. I got two on the way then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, like like you said, yeah, I like to appreciate you guys, you know, all showing up, you know, being a part of this monumental episode. Man, I want all you guys to come back sololy. Y'all welcome again on God Do's hit the DM, make it happen, because um I want to know more about the production skills and like where you guys started from now too. Obviously we couldn't do it during this episode because we would be here for like a good, you know, four hours, you know, getting into it now too. But uh yo, Faye, you anything you want to ask the guys if you hear? Oh man, definitely. Um you know, it's it, it just seems like we got a hungry group right here. Everybody's uh, running. Um, I've gotten to check out, you know, y'all social pages, and it's cool. You know, the the different kind of levels and willingness and humbleness that y'all are willing to work with. You know, still working with new artists, working with established artists, working with legends. And it just seems like with this group right here is very special because I feel like with any one of y'all, um, some amazing great things could just happen with a with a man in a New York minute. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this this group right here, it got that like Team USA college, you know, getting ready for the pros. Y'all, y'all there. Y'all there. Y'all in the NBA. But it's Thank like appreciate that, man. The I appreciate, appreciate that. Joe, for sure. Maybe my here could actually get the cold corner three out of Bay, because we got, you know, I can't believe we got <laughs> out of both three before cold corner three. <laughs> be be patient. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. That shit is coming, man. Just be just wait. <laughs> wait. Just wait it's, on it. It's coming, man. Don't worry. <laughs> I got everybody got their own individual now. Like I said, I like appreciate all you guys for appearing on the show. Like to have you all back for a solo episode, man. So with that being said, man, this is a monumental episode right now. If you haven't heard Pieces of My Pain by Lloyd Banks, go check it out. Make sure you follow all of these producers, including Vidon and my guy Fade Rays. The link and social will be in the bottom. If you guys got websites or anything you guys want to promote, now is the time to give them out. Yeah, um, you can definitely follow them. Get, get, get cartoon. Uh, you just, I just to say, <laughs> um, everything just cartoon beats. Uh, C a r t u n e b e a t z. Um, that's all. That's all my social. Uh, that's all my socials and um, to the, all the other producers. Um, that's in here and be down. I know he's not in here. Thank uh thank you guys. Y'all we did uh an incredible job on this album. And um, like again, you know, take some time to just kind of like, you know, to realize like, you know, the, the the work that we that we put in and then what we created with this album because it's it's I've been I've been listening and found it's being talked about in very, very high regard. Um, and not just by, you know, not just by um, just like fans. It's being it's being talked about, about by a lot of people. They might not be like super, you know, outward with it, but we we definitely did something special. And, you know, we all did that together. So, yeah, I did y'all thing and, and salute to y'all for that. Yeah, well, salute to you, bro. Always. Right. <laughs> all right, facts. I love the camaraderie with the producers because it's not like, yo, Why'd you do that beat for me? Oh, cartoon got more pedits than all of you guys. That's what I like about you guys right now, because you guys show respect to one another now, too. And it's very rare we get that in this cutthroat industry now, too. So that just means there's more blessings coming to all five of you gents' way. Yo, Faye, my guy, yo, before we let you go, man, before we let these guys go, yo, let them know where they can find your podcast, man, because you're my OG in this, man. I'm five, you seven years in. Hey, man, I was just right here, like I told my man Low. I was just trying to be the Scotty Pippen right now. So, and also, uh, I, I I was a little in and out. Um, I, I got my son right now with me. So it's a Saturday night. He's wired up. Just came from the cousin's house. So you know, yeah. um, even a song like Daughters, um, you know, it's just even as ha- being having a son could just hit. 
I, I just want to ask Cartoon real quick, like, like, did you come up with the name LSD or was that dumb? <laughs> nah, that was um, that was him. The name of that beat was actually Five Burrows. And a quick story about that is um, that was <clears throat> probably like a last. I'm pretty sure that was the last addition to Cody because I don't even think he was going to put that on there. I think he um, I sent him the beat and he worked on it and he put um, put like Vado on it or he had his first verse and he was saying it's crazy. And I think he wanted to um, he's going to put it on something else. Um, I don't know if that was going to be like a, a group project or like something else, but um, he was just like, nah, this came out like too crazy. So he was just like, I, I got to add this to, um, I got to add this to, uh, to Cody three. So that was dope too. And I, the crazy thing is um, the story with that beat is I had to resend that to him. It's a beat I sent to him and he liked a while back and he was like, I'm definitely using it. But um, in the midst of like me sending, I would like I just had to re- almost like to remind him. I was like, "Yo, like you still gonna use this beat?" And it kind of like refreshed his memory. He was just like, "Oh yeah," and he like I guess he cooked up to it like right away. But um, that's just like another producer tip too. Like sometimes you gotta resend stuff because you know they listen to so many beats they could you know they could forget mm-hmm. or um they, they could just it could kind of slip their mind. But every now and then you know. Resend, um, definitely resend beats that you feel strongly about or that they say they feel strongly about. I'm glad I asked oh. about that real quick. You know, anytime a, a name catches my attention such as that, I'm like, okay, you know, that studio set must have been fun. But, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, uh, everybody, if you if you want to have a chance to just drop all your, your, your information, um, I would love to chop it up. Um, again, salute to all of you guys on this success. Um, as my man Haas, I think you mentioned, you know, as your wife said, soak in this. Um, so definitely bask in this moment. Um, coming in from a fan, you know, I, I, I was one of those kids that was telling other kids on the playground, I'm G-Unit Junior, because I had the G-Unit hat, the shoes. So I really, again, I was one of those people that grew up. And to still hear this 20-some years later that you guys were able to match up and really sync it together. Because honestly, you listen to this top to bottom, you you could think that it's like just one producer. You know what I'm saying? And I know Cartoon got a lot of placements, but you could just, it's like everything was perfectly aligned right here. So enjoy this, this success. And it's definitely talked about in high regard. Um, I mean, the circles I'm around, it's really buzzing. Like, tracks are really, really buzzing. People don't know what, what, what their favorite track is, so. Yeah, it's true. It's hard. True. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like I said, yo, uh, yo, Faye, I hope you get a chance to, you know, interview all these guys soloy too, man, because, you know, like I said, I'd love to cast. I appreciate you joining me now, too. But, yo, with that being said, yo, you can find Fate's podcast at the bottom below, the links in the bio. And you can also find all my guys' social media in the, in the description below. And if you're going to hit them for beats, they don't do free. Send the bag. Prices had going up. That being said, y'all have a good night here and I appreciate y'all doing this.